Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves. It's what our moms tell people when they take a break for like three weeks and then come back and are not late. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. Ha ha ha. Pranked. That was three for those eagle-eyed viewers that like to count along at home. Eagle-eared. Uh, yeah, eagle-eared. Yes, sorry. Uh, that's part of our new series. We're going to be implementing a count-along um, see-and-say segment on the show now. <laughs> We're back for, let's call this season three, baby. We're back, all right? We took off, every time we take off more than like two weeks in a row, we just call it a new season. That's what we'll do from now on. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> you know, we're back. Uh, nothing's really different yeah. this time, but, uh, but we're nope. calling it season three. Season three, baby, let's go. All right, and of course, we have to start off this episode. We've been off for about... Uh, three weeks, and there's some stuff that's happened that we're going to be talking about, of course. Um, but the big personal news is uh, 400k subscribers for Luke. So you know, congratulations! Yay! We gotta we gotta give it up for that. We don't have our soundboard yet, so we'll just we have to do that very sad. There we go. Look at that. That's great. Um, I think that amount of applause is actually about right for how it felt to get to 400k. I don't know why. But 400K does not feel like a milestone. I guess it's like turning 24, right? Nobody cares about 24. Yeah. Nobody cares about 400K. Well, I guess because like the next one's 500K, and that feels much more substantive, su- substantial. Exactly. So, you know, I get yeah. it. I get it. But it's still very exciting. 500K. I, that, you know what? That just occurred to me now that 500K is the next milestone. That seems... That does seem daunting. I'd like to get there soon. I, I I would hope. I mean, I guess my challenge for myself would be to get there sooner. I guess you know what? Screw it. Let's let's talk. Let's do a little bit of behind the scenes shop talk here, right? People like when we do this sometimes. Oh, yeah. So I guess we'll start with that, and then we'll talk about the iPhone stuff. Yeah. So, uh, here's some, I don't, and I don't even know if this is something that people are necessarily aware of um, from an outside perspective because you guys are are more interested in you know the topic of the videos rather than the uh, the, the state of the channel itself which I guess makes sense you know that's that's kind of what you're here for but it is it is always interesting on like the other side of the curtain so to speak uh, how how different things can be. And one thing that I know a lot of YouTubers have been dealing with uh, this year is I just, I get the sense that most people are having to work harder for their views this year. Hmm. And everyone has a different boogeyman, a different finger to point as for who's to blame. You know, some people say, oh, it's clickbait. Some people say, oh, the tech is boring. Some people say, oh, TikTok's stealing our views. I don't know that any one or even all of those are true. But I can say that 
this year compared to last year and especially 2020 views and subs have definitely been harder to get Hmm. and i don't know why yeah i guess it's i mean things are always going to be changing the landscape's always going to be changing Mm -hmm. you can talk about you know, people can blame the algorithm or you can blame TikTok or, or, or other, you know, third parties. And I'm sure that's part of it. But like the, you know, the, the landscape's always changing and, uh, and these trends uh, take some time to, you know, mm. become visible. So maybe this started, you know, some time ago and, and now it's been going on for long enough that it's become a trend or it's become a pattern that we can see. So it is hard. It's, you know, it's probably not just one thing, um, mm. but you know, it's also hard to tell, is this a temporary uh, thing and things are going to go back to normal or is this sort of the new normal because things are, are evolving? So that's really the interesting question. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of people got their hopes up because at the early days of the pandemic in 2020, bro, that was a weird time to be on YouTube. That was a very weird time because everyone was so bored and like stuck in their houses and didn't know what to do that I could upload anything. I could upload like sniffing different farts and it would get a hundred thousand views in a day. Like videos were just going absolutely bananas back in 2020. I was gaining subs at like ridiculous rates I would get, I think I had a couple of days, uh, like when the M1 Max dropped, 2,000 subs in a day. Wow. In in one day on N, M1 launch day. Uh, I had a couple, I mean, there were multiple times, like WWDC of that year, that was like 1,500 subs in a day. Like, there, there, were, there was a time in the summer of 2020, like late spring, early summer, where I was getting 500 subscribers every single day for like a month straight. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And and the views, the views were ridiculous, dude. Literally every single video, 100K. Didn't matter what I did. Because uh, there was just, the audience was so big and so bored. and And they were just eating it up. But then... It almost inversely, revenue just fell off a cliff mm-hmm. because all the advertisers pulled out. So I was I was in this weird spot where, uh, I mean, I guess I could divulge for you guys. Uh, if if on YouTube, if you're in the tech space, generally speaking, it takes about one and a half maybe 1.6 million views in a month to make $10,000, which is usually the goal that I try to hit. I try to get around that because, you know, that, I, that that's basically what it requires to run this YouTube channel and, like, you know, pay rent and cover all those costs and taxes and stuff. So that's what I try to go for. So if we take that basic, like, you know, 1.5, 1.6 million views is around 10 K. When I was in the peak of the pandemic, I was getting like 3 million views and it was like six, it was like six K. Hmm. So that was not fun. 
and it was very weird because on the one hand I was sitting there like, holy crap, there are so many people finding my channel. There are so many views coming in and, and yet I was making less money and I was like, you know, it was a, it was a weird time. So obviously things recovered and now the, the revenue makes more sense, but views didn't necessarily, uh, recover all that much. And it was, uh, see, look, here's another, oh wait, sorry, by the way, uh, I love chicken six, nine is still bored by the way. So, um, let's, let's derail the entire podcast <laughs> and cater specifically to the one viewer. I think that's probably what this calls for. But like this comment right here, this, I see this a lot, quote unquote leakers made 10 videos a week and they didn't turn out true. So people got tired of them. I've seen so many people that are like, oh, well tech, nobody wants to watch tech videos because of leak leaks. I, I don't think that's true. I just don't think that's true at all. Like I don't even talk about leaks very much. I make one news video every quarter. So that doesn't apply to my YouTube channel. I make a video I make I make a video on like a 2009 Mac. That's not going to be affected by people being mad that the Apple Watch isn't square. Like <laughs> that that is just not that that's just not really it doesn't track. You can't blame these one things. Like, oh, well, the uh, the videos are too clickbait. It's like, okay, not all of them. Uh, people, people don't have time for tech. Some people, some people have plenty of time. They're, they're channels that get millions and millions of views. So I don't know. It's an interesting place to be in. It seems like there's a weird vibe on tech YouTube. I don't really know, but it felt like, you know, getting, getting from 100 K to 200 K that happened like overnight. It was weird getting from 300 K to 400 K that took like almost two years. Hmm. It's weird. I don't know what's up. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, so many like different factors. Like when you're talking about, you know, getting a hundred thousand subscribers, there's obviously all the things that are happening in the world that affect it. Things that are happening on the platform on other platforms that affect it. It's, it's so much, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting to see if you can get, you know, how long it takes to go from 400K to 500K because, you know, having a bigger audience, will that make you uh, get there quicker? You know, the, the, the bigger you are, mm. the faster you grow. Is that going to be the case? Or is it going to be the case that, uh, you know, a lot of people who like your content have already found it? And not that there aren't other people that won't like it, but, um, you know, maybe maybe a lot of the people that, that, that are into this stuff have found it. Obviously, there's millions of people subscribed to some of the bigger channels. Hopefully, you know, a lot of those people will find uh, your content as well. But I don't know. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. And it's, it's also really interesting just like looking at all these. Um, I see a lot of people talking about, you know, their various takes. And it's always interesting because, you know, everyone kind of has a different perception on, you know, what's to blame, what causes it like this, this comment here. I think it's overall a bad thing because people subscribed for your 2020 content and aren't engaging with your and other channels 2022 content. So YouTube doesn't think people like the videos. That is interesting. However, I would counter that by saying that while it's true that YouTube can 
sort of punish people for taking risks, it also can punish you for not innovating. It's a double-edged sword because what YouTube, and when I say YouTube, I mean, I, I talk about it almost in a conscious sense, but what I'm really talking about, it's like the algorithm. It's not a conscious being. It's not anyone pulling strings. It's just, you know, what happens. And basically... What YouTube wants you to do is keep making the same thing, but different. Yeah. And that doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't make any sense. And that's the struggle uh, or blessing that a lot of YouTubers have to deal with is if I, if I sat down and I went through the videos that I did in 2020 that worked and I said, okay, I'm going to do those again. It wouldn't work. How you ask? I've tried. I've done it. <laughs> I have done. Uh, I mean, earlier this year, I did a series. It was a two-part video where I bought 32 MacBooks. 32. Fixed them up. And that was sort of done as a sequel, uh, an even better version of my first really viral video, which I believe is at this point still my second most video of all time. I bought a pile of MacBooks. Mm -hmm. 1.26 million views that video got. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll do that. I'll do it, but better. Better production quality. Better editing. Better premise. Higher stakes. Three times as many MacBooks. Nowhere near that many views. I think it got about 200K. Maybe a little less than that, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can't just keep doing the same thing you've already done. But then if you try to do new stuff, people are like, I don't want to see that. That's not like that video that you already made. Go make that video that you already made. So you're like, okay. And they're like, you already did that. Do something else. <laughs> so it's like a, it's, it can be a bit stressful. You might be able to presume from that. I don't know. It's it's. It's a challenge that, on the one hand, keeps you going, but on the other hand, beats you down like a stick to the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, that is... And I almost wonder now, like, how much of that is the actual viewers versus how much of it is the algorithm that's driving that sort of behavior, mm. you know, where you want... Obviously, you want to to change and and do new things. Like I guess as a viewer, I kind of understand. If I go to a channel, I have an idea of what to expect. I watch some speed running videos. If I go to a speed running channel, I expect to see you know speed run breakdowns. If they're talking about something completely different, not that I wouldn't necessarily watch it, but I would you know not really expect it. But I wonder how much of it is people or the algorithm, or like a feedback loop where some people don't watch it and the algorithm picks up on that and reinforces it and then people that maybe would have watched it don't even see it because the algorithm has already, you know, buried it. It's just, you know, it's an interesting kind of cycle there. Yeah. I've definitely gotten that impression before. And I mean, everyone basically speculates on how the whole algorithm works. It's kind of a mystery. Mm -hmm. But my impression generally is it can be hard to reach new audiences because when you post a video, it immediately is going out to your existing audience. And if they see a video and go, mm, nah, skip that one, then that tells YouTube, oh, people don't like this. 
but it hasn't showed it to the people that might like it mm-hmm. that just aren't in the usual group and so it's kind of this like this tightrope that you have to walk to be like okay i need to make a video that everyone that already watches is going to want to click on so that it can get to new people and that's really really hard to do i don't know how to do it yeah a lot of people are like oh luke how do you do youtube i have no fucking clue (laughs) all right i just do random stuff and see if it works okay I don't have any strategy. I don't have any, like, scheme. A lot of people think that YouTubers have, like, this, like, vision. And maybe some of them do. Maybe the smart ones do. I just kind of throw a bunch of stuff at a wall or just do stuff that I like and then go, I don't know, does this work? I change the titles on my videos, like, 85 times because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to word this. I don't know what to put in a thumbnail. I'm flying blind. I just stumbled into this by mistake, and now it's my job. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's a mystery and some people, you know, some people think that they have it solved or have some aspects of it solved and I mean there's channels out there with tons of views so they've been, you know, doing something right, but you know, what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another one and uh yeah, it's all it's all just kind of a mystery. Bro, I have I have a friend who does this for a living. They will build, they will, this whole company, they will build these like insane channels just over and over again. They'll just build them. Just be like, here's a new channel, boom, 100K. Whoa, (laughs) what the heck? And it's crazy. And, and even then, I've had some videos where I'm like, hey, this, any, any idea what I could do to improve this video's performance? And they'll look at it and be like, huh, why doesn't that have more views? People, it's a company yeah. whose job it is to build YouTube channels. And they'll still be like, huh, I got nothing. <laughs> this whole this whole industry of creators is at the very fundamental level just people making it up as they go along. Even 10 years into it now. People just don't, nobody, even people who are successful and like have strategies and do stuff and it works and they can do it reliably even then they're still kind of flying blind and just kind of going like i guess so sure why not yeah i don't know i'm kind of thinking also like uh while we were off i think mr beast passed uh, 100 million subscribers which was a pretty big deal as well Good god that's like i mean first of all 100 million is you know what's funny i was watching he did he did a live stream uh right before he hit 100 million and then people were unsubscribing like as a joke and he lost like was it like a like a hundred thousand or a couple hundred thousand as a joke and then they all (laughs) resubscribed and he got up to like 100 million at the end like pretty quickly but i was just like it's just I don't know when you're at that scale it's just like it's insane like those amount that amount of subscribers that he lost in like 1 second as a joke was like what it like you know could it's make like someone's career It's like my entire channel. Yeah, it's like yeah. crazy. No, it's absolutely bananas, dude. And I guess that's the other thing is when you get to that scale, the money bro, the freaking money in the creator economy is ridiculous ridiculous it's broken yeah it's absolutely broken i know of certain channels 
who have regularly broken six figures per month from AdSense. From AdSense, folks. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. And, and it's all about distribution, right? Like, I know other channels who have cumulatively the same amount of views as me. I got, how many views did I get last year? Hold, please. In 2021, I got 23 million views on YouTube, which is a very big number. Now, granted, there are channels, those mega channels, that will pull that on every single video, so just let that sink in. Mm -hmm. And, like, but the thing is, I know channels who have had the same amount of views as I have had, but they make fewer videos and have higher, uh, like, views per video than me. And as a result of that, their ad rates for sponsors are higher and they make five times my income for the same amount of views, just depending on how you arrange them and, and the fact that they're on fewer videos. This industry makes no sense. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. The sheer, like, yeah, the sheer amounts of money. First of all, I think it's really cool that, like, even very, very small channels, like I'm talking, you know, thousands of subscribers or maybe in the tens of thousands, that even channels that are that small can sustain themselves, you know, maybe not entirely, mm -hmm. but they can still, you know, like all these small channels and I'll, you know, sometimes they'll pop up on my recommended feed and I'll like the videos that I'm watching and, and, you know, they have like Patreon or, or, you know, AdSense and whatever, and they're able to make money. So that's really cool. And then there's like, you know, Mr. Beast buying like private islands and giving them away to people and like running his own charity yeah. and stuff. It's like, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. I mean, Mr. Beast, I don't even know how, I, I don't know if he talked about how much money he makes i mean it's millions per month it's oh, yeah. ridiculous um but the thing is like and a lot of people are talking about about oh adsense is like the big money maker but it's not adsense for most big channels is a minority of their income um i up until this year was relying mostly on AdSense. But this year, I've really tried to lean more on sponsorships because, quite frankly, my channel has become quite expensive and it takes a lot of sponsorships to actually, like... Yeah, I bought three Mac Studios. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, you know, it, it, it's it's an expensive side of YouTube to be on. But so this year will be the first year uh, where sponsorships earn more than AdSense. Uh, but for many, that has been the case for a long time. Many people make more selling merchandise than AdSense pays them. Many people, on the other hand, just make money off of AdSense with automated channels. There are, there are entire YouTube channels that are just automated. Mm-hmm. Just the money printer. It's like, wow, what? Yeah, I know. Like those, what are they? Like the Reddit, like uh, text-to-speech uh, channels and stuff like that. It's crazy. Yeah, there's Reddit channels. There's dash cam channels. Mm -hmm. There are um, just straight-up meme compilation channels. 
it, it's there's a whole side of YouTube that's run by people that you don't even know. There will ne you'll never know their names. They're just in an office or their house, and they'll you know several hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. It's kind of demoralizing in a way, actually, <laughs> thinking about people out there just like getting dash cam videos sent to them and then putting them all in a line until it reaches 10 minutes and uploading it. And then your like road rage compilation gets 12 million views and it's all royalty free. Mm -hmm. So that at 12 million views, even with a low even with a low uh, CPM, your AdSense on that alone is 40K at least. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know what to say. I don't even think about it too much because it's just like, it's just crazy. Uh, it's, I, I want to do that. Why can't I just upload videos and they get lots of views? <laughs> Dude, could you imagine like if, if my channel... God, what I could do with those resources. There's so many project ideas. Gosh, I got to just find a way to make it happen. Anyway, let's stop talking about YouTube. Let's talk about iPhone 14. Okay, okay. Because we are we are getting close here, folks. We're just weeks away now. Mm -hmm. How many weeks are we? Uh, like four? Yeah, something three to three to five. Three to three to five, maybe. Three to four. That's pretty close. How is your uh, 13 Pro holding up after about a year? Well, physically, it's pretty good. I think I got a very small scratch on the front. I have a little bit of very, very minor dents up here on the side. You're not gonna be able to see it on the camera, mm -hmm. I don't think, but some minor dents. Pretty yeah. good overall. I will say though, the battery health, I think mine's at 94%. Oh, I, I've beaten you. I'm at 98 yeah, so 94, I don't know if this is in focus or not, mm. but 94% for my battery. That's interesting, interesting. I, okay, here's a question. So I talked about this on Twitter um, where I inadvertently started quite a conversation about uh, batteries <laughs> of all things. And battery health. Let, let me let me just ch take a quick little peeky poo in in here. Yeah. So a lot of people. Uh, wow. One hundred and fifty seven replies. Almost all of which are people's uh, pictures of people's battery health pages and <laughs> settings. We yep. love to see it. Yep. Um. And it's very interesting to see that a lot of people with the same phone as me are like, "What the heck? I'm at eighty five percent." Other people are at 100% with launch day iPhones, mm -hmm. like a 13 Pro or Pro Max from launch day, so a year ago, that are still at 100% capacity. Now, I personally chalk my uh, good battery up to the fact that I don't fast charge. I have optimized battery charging turned on. But more importantly, I almost never fast charge. I charge overnight. Uh, which means that it can optimize and it's on a just a normal it's a wireless charger but it's not a fast one it's just like a normal it doesn't it doesn't charge very fast at all it takes a couple hours but 
it's it's more gentle on the battery. So I wonder if that's part of it. Yeah, I don't know. So mine's at 94%. I have, uh, I charge overnight as well. And I, let me think. So I have, mine's plugged into a, it's a 20 watt charger, but it has two USB ports. And I also have my Apple Watch charger plugged in. Although I don't charge my Apple Watch overnight. But the, uh, the I think it's probably 10 watt charging. So it's a bit faster mm. than the five watt brick. Um, but it's not, I don't think it's, I don't know if that's, I guess maybe that is fast charging. I don't know. It's not that fast. It's medium, medium charging. Me- medium charging. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, let me try to find it. So it's a, it's a three in one wireless charging station, but it's not like the nice MagSafe Belkin one, mm-hmm. which is 15 Watts. I want to say it's 10 as well then. I can find this in my Amazon history. It's a pretty basic thing. It's it's not like anything super fancy. I really should do more with affiliate stuff. Like putting Amazon links and stuff. I just I just I don't do it as much as I should. I really should do it more because it actually does make a pretty pretty decent amount of money. Um and I like have all of this like stuff that I use that I get and I use, and I could just say like, hey, here's what I use, mm-hmm. and put a link to it, and people would be like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll buy that. And it makes people tons of money. It's crazy. In in um, in 2020, the first year that I started doing affiliate links and stuff on Amazon, which was also my best year, because I haven't, dude, I literally just don't even remember to put stuff in Amazon links or talk about it, and it's just like, whoops. <laughs> But in the first year that I did it, where I signed up and I was like, all right, I'm going to actually do this. I think I made like $12,000 that year just in Amazon affiliate earnings. It's it's like, what? Yeah. This is like a whole thing that people do. There are people that make their entire living through affiliate links. Just like, what? <laughs> I don't even know, man. But my charger, gosh, when did I buy it? I think I bought it last year. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with 10 watts. Mm-hmm. I think I found it. So 10 watts, I think that's probably a good sweet spot because I like, you know, I have a fast charger. I bring a fast charger when I travel because when I travel, I'm not super worried about preserving my battery. I'm more worried about ha- having a battery that's charged in a foreign country. Yes. Uh, so I feel like that's probably understandable. Yeah, yeah. I the thing with me, so some people really worry about their battery and uh and they mm-hmm. you know, they take all the steps and they're, you know, they keep it between 20% and 80%, which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And they're very whatever. I I I don't even really think about it. I do try, you know, I yeah, try I try to keep um, you know, I plug it in right before I go to bed and I unplug it when I wake up and you know, it'll be sitting at 100% for a little while even with the optimized charging on cuz it doesn't seem to work you know, hundred percent for me, but, uh, you know, cause the thing, at least with me is I, I'll probably have this phone. I'm not sure if I'm going to get uh, a new phone this year. If I can convince my employer to get mm-hmm. me a new phone, then I'll get a new phone. <laughs> Otherwise I'll probably wait another year, but I'm only going to have this for like a year or two. And by the time the battery starts to get really bad is when I get another one. So, you know, not, not a, a great reason, I guess, but, uh, but for me personally, you know, I upgrade frequently enough and I guess maybe you're in the same boat. 
That's yeah. I mean, I get a new one every year. Yeah. Because work, uh, I didn't used to, and I I mean my iPhone 10s Max, I had that one for three years, almost. Yeah. Uh, and that I mean that phone, I think I only got down to 95 percent hmm. after two and a half years. So that that one was that was pretty. I I was impressed with that phone. Um, I, and again, I didn't really think about it. Although what I would chalk it up to was for m- most of the time where I had that phone in 2018 and 2019, I wasn't actually charging overnight because my wireless charger stand was on my desk, not my bedside table. Cause I didn't have a bedside table. So I charged it while I was working, which meant it wasn't really fully charged and it wasn't plugged in going 99, hundred, 99, hundred all night. Mm-hmm. So I think that probably helped it a lot. Uh, but I would be curious if if someone, you know, ran their phone essentially like 2080, 2080, 2080 ad infinitum, how long they would get that battery to last. Yeah, that would be... That would be interesting. Not worth it. It's not worth it for me to to be so concerned about it. But there are definitely people out there who are very uh, meticulous about it. But you know what I'm going to be interested in is, um, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be a new Apple Watch coming out uh, as well. I don't know if we've heard too much about it. We're hoping for that design that got scrapped last year. But otherwise, we haven't heard too much. But uh, for me personally, my Apple Watch which I got in December 2019 or December 2020. When did we get it? We got it at the same time. When did we get our Apple Watches? Uh, yeah, that was 2019. There's the season, the Series 5. Season 5. <laughs> the Apple Watch Season 5. Okay. Wow. Okay. So it was actually December 20. Okay. Because I... No, that uh, yeah, December twenty nineteen. Okay, so it's gonna be almost three mm-hmm. years when I when I get this new one. I'm gonna be getting the new one because I use my Apple Watch. Uh, I wear it like twenty three seven basically, so I'm definitely gonna be using it. But mm. for for the long time when I had my Apple Watch, or or almost a year, the first year I used to charge it overnight, and you know it would go right up to one hundred percent and stay there for a while. But then I started wearing it to bed as well. So now I'm mm. actually getting. Maybe that 80, not exactly 80, 20, because I'll let it charge up a lot, but I'm, I'm, uh, mm. it's not sitting on the charger for long periods of time anymore. And it's at 83% battery health now. I wonder how much of that was from the first year versus the rest of it. And now when I get this new watch that I'm going to be wearing, uh, you know, 23, seven, let's say, um, that'll be a, a good way to test. We'll have to that. do a test. Yeah. Cause I, I use my, um, I use my Apple watch. I, I don't I'll be honest I don't use it as much as you I mean I guess it depends on your definition of use mm-hmm. like mine is mainly for uh, I mean I track workouts on it I get notifications on it I check the time on it it's I'll be honest it's not a product that I consider to be critical mm-hmm. I don't use it that much. Uh, although I guess there's not too much that you can do on an Apple Watch. It's not like you can sit there and like browse it and like play <laughs> games on it, or I don't even know. Yeah. Um, but I do wear it every day, and I charge it almost every night. So I'm really interested. Um. Let me see what my battery health 
is. I, I can tell that it's a little worse than usual. What did you say yours was? Mine's 83%. Interesting. Mine's 85. That's very close. Huh, yeah. And I guess that would be consistent with the same age Apple watches. Um, but... Uh, um, it's like... That is interesting. Yeah. So I, if I use mine less than you, uh, but they're the same age, 2% better battery health. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you can say use, like I, I will say I do, you know, I primarily use it for workout tracking and I do, you know, I don't know what you consider to be a long workout, but like I did a bike ride earlier that was like 50 something minutes, which is not that long, but you know, I tracked it and I, I do, you know, something like that. Uh, pretty much every day. So I, I, I probably, I'd say, track more workouts on it than you do. And no offense. And I'm not sure how... Uh... Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's because you go for like a 30-mile bike ride every day. Well... I go to the gym three times a week. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's uh, that's fair. But I don't know. I, I definitely get, you know, use out of it. If I'm not sitting there tapping on it, you know, I don't do that as much. But like tracking workouts, tracking sleep overnight, constantly tracking heart rate, mm. stuff like that. You know, I like to have that information. Um, but, you know, the battery, it's just interesting that our battery life is, so it's, it's almost like what we're doing with it isn't the determining factor. It's really just the, the mm. time is more the determining factor is what it seems like. That's true. That's true. It does seem like that has more of an effect. Um, and for what it's worth, I think our different charging styles, which many would point to as being a key factor, are not. Because I am the wear at day, charge at night. Sometimes I miss a night uh, and charge during the day, but I always charge it to full. Mm-hmm. I basically go down to zero up to full every day because nowadays after two years, three years almost, I get down like, I mean, right now I'm at 46% somehow, but usually I'm down in the 20s. So it's like empty, full, empty, full. But Noah, you're, you wear it all the time overnight and then you charge it during the day briefly and then go back to wearing it. So it's not sitting there and yet didn't really make that much of a difference when you account for our different use cases in in the overall battery health. So I don't know. I feel like people that are really like anal about their battery are probably wasting their time. Yeah. That's the end of that. That's basically what it boils down to. Yeah, I, I agree. And speaking of battery, we'll come back to the iPhone 14 in a second because I feel like we should talk about the Were battery. we on the iPhone 14? We were apparently on the iPhone 14. <laughs> I'm not sure how we got here. We will go back yeah, to the iPhone neither. 14, but we have to talk about the battery percentage on iOS 16. Oh, yeah. I'd, what do you think about that? I think that the way that Apple, first of all, just to give context in case people didn't see it, the latest beta of iOS 16 gives you the ability to display the battery percentage uh, on top of the battery. So, you know, currently of the battery icon, it doesn't show the percentage unless you pull down for control center. But in this new update, you can enable it. And on top of the battery icon, you know, without control center, on top of the battery icon, it'll show the number, you know, of the percent that you're at. So that's the context of this. 
And there was a whole big thing on Twitter, um, you know, because obviously this is something that's been, you know, battery percentage has been gone uh, from the status bar since iOS, uh, since the iPhone 10. And, um, and so now potentially we're seeing it back. I think that the execution was bad because I think the battery icon always appears like full and then it's the number that tells you, uh, you know, what percentage is actually at and that confused a lot of people. Hmm. That's it. That's interesting. I could see that being confusing. I mean, I don't know. I think it's tough because I, my personal take on it, I don't like the way that it looks. I think it's kind of ugly. I think I would probably use it. You see, now that I say that out loud, I've gotten very used to the non-percentage look to the point where I can pretty much ballpark what percent my phone is actually at just by looking at the little icon. Like, I guess let's try it now, all right? Wakey, wakey phone. Okay. I realize I don't have autofocus, so you can't see that. <laughs> can you see where that battery icon is right now? Yeah, I'm thinking around 80%. Nah, you see, this is that's a that is definitely a I'm going to say 71. That's okay. that's what that looks like to me. Okay. Damn. Okay. 67. All right, that was that's pretty good. See, that's within within 4 or 5%. All right, wait. We got another one. Another one right here. Okay, wait, wait. Back that up. Back. That's too close. Hang on here. Oh, we got we got some 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 glare here. Can you see it? All right. I'm I'm gonna say fifty seven. No, I think it's forty nine. I think it's on the. I think it's on the lower you half. You think it's lower than? Wait, wait. Hold it up again. Hold it up. Wait. I don't know. It's really hard to see. It's really small. 56. I'm saying 56. It's 52. So it's... Okay. Right in the I middle. I told you. All right. It I can get within 5%. Yeah. And you know what? That's 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 all you really need, right? You, don't, you really yeah. don't need to know the exact number. If you're looking at the battery percentage, you're just thinking, should I go charge it now or is it okay? That's really the question. Or, or is it going to last through the night? And you don't need to know the exact yeah. number to be able to determine that. The only reason you need the exact number is so that you can get to 69% and laugh. Yeah. All right? That's, we all know it. We all know that's what you guys want to do with it. So just be honest. And we won't be mad, I promise. Yeah. So, um, so I think first of all, I think that the way that Apple did it, because I was just maybe you saw it in the glare of my screen, but I was just double checking what it looks like. And yes, the the battery percentage, like I'm looking at the screenshot where it says 63, you know, 63 percent, but the battery icon is fully white, which is really confusing because mm -hmm. if you're just glancing at it. You're used to, I guess, you know, you glance at, you see the number, you see the number, but you're used to the, you know, the, the, the fullness of the battery reflecting how full it is. And I did see a mock-up that someone did on Twitter where the, um, where it has both. So the, the, you know, the mm -hmm. amount that the battery is filled is, um, not, it's, you know, sort of translucent rather than, you know, full color. And then the, the battery number itself was maybe also translucent, but sort of getting both of them. Uh, you know, that's not bad. And I'm all for giving people the setting. Mm -hmm. Some people want, want it. Some people don't want it. 
But yeah, honestly, it's not something that I've missed. Like, I'm not like cheering in the streets because we've got, you know, battery percentage back in the status bar. I don't know. And the, I, I don't know. The thing that's always been weird to me is I feel like they could probably fit it in there. Like, if you actually look at, at the space around there, I get that Apple is like super, you know, they, they, they like their tolerances. They don't want anything to look janky. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they could have fit it in there. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just a silly goose and I don't know what I'm talking about, but I don't know. I honestly, you know, I think the internet kind of melted when they brought the, the percentage back. I honestly, I, you, you can go back and look at every video podcast tweet I've ever made. I don't think I've ever once complained about the removal of the battery percentage because like i don't know it doesn't really bother me i can glance and get an idea of where my battery is and if i need to know i just go like that and i got it just just a little swipe away so i don't know i don't think that's really concerning what will be interesting though is to see what happens to the status bar with the new iPhone 14 hole punch camera. Let's go. I brought it back around. Nice, nice, nice. Thank you. Yeah, that'll be so interesting. I don't remember the exact mock-ups, but is the is the pill supposed to be thinner than the current? I know that you know obviously the top will be visible now, but is it gonna be thinner than the current uh notch? Or I... less wide is what I mean to say. Yeah. Let me look up the I I swear to god I saw a like comparison notch comparison where someone had like mocked it all up. Uh and it's it's interesting. I for one don't know that it's actually I don't really think it's going to make a difference because to me, like people have always been like, Oh my God, they're going to shrink the notch. They made the notch narrower on the iPhone 13 and the iPhone 12. Oh my gosh. Are they going to make the notch even smaller to me? It's notch or no notch. Like I don't really care what the notch looks like because I tune it out of my mind almost immediately. So it either has one or doesn't have one, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree. Ian Ian's uh, here in the chat, and he was saying uh, that it is uh, less wide, um, but it cuts in more vertically. So I guess it goes deeper into the screen uh, than the current notch does. I don't. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I agree with you. Not you know, it's the notch. Whether whether the notch is attached to the top or it's you know cut out like like the pill cutout that we've seen. It's still a notch there, and it's kind of weird for Apple yeah. to, like, I don't know, because I thought maybe they were going to try to get rid of the notch. Not not that they need to rush to do it, but, like, why introduce this pill cutout, and maybe it was only going to be on the Pro models and not the base models, and maybe that's not true anymore, but I don't know. It's just it's just, just weird. Yeah, I, I don't really know, and, like, when I heard about it at first, I thought, okay, that that's not a bad idea right 
I think the pill could be cool. It could be kind of nice, I guess. But the biggest thing for me was just like, what does this actually do for us? And are the trade-offs worth it? Ian just sent me uh, what he was talking about that he posted on Twitter. Let me share my screen here. The thing that I think is going to probably piss a lot of people off here is the, the, the cutout basically lines up perfectly with the bottom of the current notch. So they're at the same height, but you get a little bit more status bar room. Uh, I guess the bezels are thinner, so it does increase the room up there pretty significantly. But, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense they didn't cut any more into there because when, when people, like, watch video in landscape mode, they Bless sneeze. You. Yeah. Uh, so when people watch in landscape mode, the videos will like come up to there um, in the wider aspect ratio YouTube videos. So if Apple messed with that, it would that would be annoying. So I'm glad they're not. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, just looking at this, what what does this really do for the usability of the phone? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, it gives you slightly more status bar space which I don't know if Apple would even take advantage of because you can already look at, like, if you look at the mini model versus the Pro Max model, it seems like there's Mm. more. I don't know if there's actually more, but it just seems like, or if you, okay, just look at the 12 versus the 13. And the 13, the bezels, you know, or sort of the, um, the notch got narrower. Did the status bar change? I mean, the icons got a little bit bigger, no. maybe, but it didn't change otherwise. So are they really going to take advantage of that? And then the other thing is you get that tiny little sliver of vertical. I mean, I guess it goes, you know, you can see all the edges of the screen. And you see that tiny little sliver of, of thing above the above the pill cutout. What, what's that going to do? What are you going to put there? What are you missing there? Yeah. Like, the only thing up there is, like, your carrier information whether you're on Wi-Fi or not, and the battery percentage. Oh, we're down a wall panel. That's impressive stamina, though. It made it 45 minutes in. They've been resting for the past couple weeks, so they were they were ready for this. Oh, they had lots of energy. Yeah, that makes sense. That must be it. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, I don't know. I guess you get to see more of your wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people have dark wallpapers up top because it hides the notch anyway so then it doesn't really matter what it looks like yeah i i don't know it's i guess they're just trying to make it look different so that they when they put up the banners and the and the ads and whatever it looks like a different phone and you're like okay this must be new Hmm. because it's probably not going to be you know it's going to be an incremental upgrade so they got to do something to make it look new maybe that's the reason i honestly don't know that's yeah, honestly, that's all I can think of. Um, I oh, down another one so soon. Damn, when it rains, it that's pours. That's unfortunate. It does. But one thing I will say: the regular iPhone 14 looks like the most boring phone I've ever seen. So 
the dimensions unchanged, the camera location unchanged, the battery unchanged, the freaking like the thickness, the width, the bezels, the the freaking CPU. Yeah, the chip. They're saying that they're not gonna change the the chip. It's still gonna be an A15. What? That's not even another. What? They're just putting another number on it because of a color change. What is actually different? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess obviously, you know, if they do a 14 max, right? Because the rumor is 14 and 14 max. So no more mini, but we're getting a max yeah. instead. So obviously the max would be, I guess, basically an iPhone 13 with a bigger screen. And then the 14 would just be the 13. So I don't know. Max is maybe interesting, but the regular one, it really, it really seems like there's not going to be much of anything. In fact, actually, uh, Linda here just brought up an interesting point. Um, I think we should manufacture some dark mode hard hats <laughs> so that people could protect themselves. That would, you know, as long as there's like a cutout for the for the band of the headphones, yeah, I think, I think that would. Uh, I think that would be great. A, a, a dark mode themed hard hat with cutout for headphone band. That would. Uh, that's that's a niche product right there. And I'm sure that there's lots of people in that niche that would that would love that. Oh, absolutely. I, a lot of hard hat fans watch this podcast. So I think a lot of people would probably buy that if we put that up on my merch store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the dark hat. <laughs> you know, honestly, let's make it happen. I wouldn't be opposed. That would be funny. But, a hard hat that's saying? like solid black instead of like reflective yellow. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That would look terrible. <laughs> and the other thing is our 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 artwork is, like, the hanging lamp. Yeah. So it would just, like, the, the cord would go, like, all the way over the top like a racing stripe. Oh, I like it that. It could be kind of funny. Yeah. We could, we, oh, man. We I got to find someone who can manufacture custom hard hats. If uh, if you're watching this and you work at a hard hat factory, uh, feel free to send me an email. It's linked uh, in my channel's about section. So got my email pulled up, and I look forward to seeing any like hard hat uh, factory floor managers that might be watching. I'm sure there's got to be a couple dozen of you guys out there, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, 155 people. What are the odds that one of them isn't? involved in the manufacturing of hard hats i think i think slim to none oh yeah oh yeah vanishingly small mm. but anyway yeah so the iphone 14 looks like it sucks why what okay chat help me out here are there any literally any upgrades that we've heard about for the iphone 14 and i will even grant you some camera changes because apple is always you know tweaking they're like "Ooh, we added one little dot in the corner of the camera that just checks on you and makes sure you're doing okay you know they're always adding these weird little things to the camera yeah. so i will give you it will probably have something but apart from cameras is there anything that we're expecting for the iphone 14 standard one Literally anything. 
I don't know if I've even for the pro model. All I've heard is you know the 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 hole punch and the storage thing, which we can talk about as well. And that's like what's what's that even? That's barely anything. And the new chip, but it's you know it's the incremental chip. What do you expect mm. from that? Yeah, it's just. I just don't know what would compel you to to get the regular iPhone 14. I guess maybe I maybe they're just going for the fact that like they're just banking on maybe people don't even pay attention. They just see a new number and go, "Oh, pretty color. I buy." And they maybe Tim Cook was just like, "Hey, guys. Why are we like changing this every year?" <laughs> Why not just put a new number on it and, you know, just keep the same phones, put them in a new box and just keep selling them? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're probably going to do one or two minor little things that they can talk about and make those like, you know, those little uh, those uh, taglines or whatever. You know, they always have like the like the clever little taglines for all the new things that they that they add and uh yeah and then stop selling the oh boy stop selling the 13 series and uh and call it a day you know this is this is the new one if you want an iphone you know get this one yeah i mean honestly i guess that's all there is to it uh god that sucks what a bummer maybe they'll give promotion to the regular iphone 14 but even that seems like a stretch yeah, I don't. Uh, it seems like a pro feature, and even then, it's not as exciting. Like we've seen promo. Like obviously, you know, it'd be great if it had it, but like we've already seen promotions, so it's just like, oh, this thing gets yeah. it. That's cool. Not super exciting, like it was for the first time. You know what? I'm a little nervous because last year with the iPhone 13, and the year before that with the 12, almost all of the reviews were basically saying to the effect of. The normal one is great, so just buy that. And Apple was like, oh, no. This sucks. They're buying the less expensive one. They're supposed to always buy the most expensive one. So now this year they're like, all right, fine. No changes for the regular one. If you want something new, you got to get the more expensive one. And we're going to increase the price, you sons of bitches. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. You're going to get an even more massive camera bump. You're gonna get uh, two a, a Mike and Ike instead of a notch, and you're gonna get thinner bezels, I guess, and a slightly larger display. And they're like, and guess what? That's gonna be an extra hundred bucks. Thank you very much. And may or may not have double the storage. Should we talk about that? I think we should talk about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll introduce it briefly. So there was also uh, a rumor that the price of the Pro iPhones was going to go up by $100. Oh, like, no. The opposite. That wall panel just went down. The price of the iPhone would go up in this case mm-hmm. by $100. That was like a little... Yes, exactly. That, that was, was a great uh, visual demonstration. Thank you. It was on purpose. Um, and And so that was the rumor. And then there was also a rumor that the reason, or a reason for that was because they were going to double the base storage on the iPhone Pro model. So I guess it would start at 256 instead of 128. And I will Mm. say about that, um, 
for me personally, I think 128 is is perfect for my phone. I'm close mm-hmm. to full on my phone, but there's plenty of stuff that I could easily delete if I ran out of space. So I'm really I've never Same. worried about space on my iPhone. My iPad I do have I opted Oh boy. Okay, there they go. Oh. Wow. <sighs> They're really that's like um, the things that you could easily empty from your iPhone storage. That was a demonstration of you easily deleting those Exactly. Things. Those are all gone nice mm. and quick. You know, it didn't even hit me in the head Very on the way easy. down. Very easy. So No hard hat necessary. Exactly. Well, that's not good for our business. We don't want to. We should say, True, yeah, I wish I had one just in case because you never know if it, if it yes. would hit or not. That's exactly. Safety first. Don't take the risk, people. Yes. Buy our hard hat. That doesn't exist yet. That doesn't exist. <laughs> but um, I have 256 on my iPad because I like to download. That's what I download stuff on to take, like, if I'm traveling. So I like to have the extra space, whatever. On my iPhone, 128 is great. See, that's that's your slogan right there. 128 is great. Mm. That's, that's you know, <laughs> we'll yeah. protest outside of Apple with signs that say that. 128 is great and it, it it chants really well oh yeah it works just just the right number of syllables for a chant it's perfect yeah just the right number of it's just just on that on that perfect sweet spot where you can go 128 gigabytes is great <laughs> <laughs> or you could say 128 gig a bytes no it's ah no. uh, mm-hmm. how do you how what do we appreciate? Mm. 128 gigabytes is great. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay, wait, wait. No, this will work. This can work. Okay. One, two, eight. What do we appreciate? <laughs> <laughs> well, that works. Just, That's something. You know, we can... We'll, we'll, we'll iron out those details before before the protest, but... Um, oh, and then the other thing, if I may submit this into consideration, uh-huh. um, a lot of a lot of people uh, will go for like a pro protest. You know, the chant is like, I am in favor of something. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times they'll also be against something else. So mm-hmm. we could, if we wanted to start to sort of make it political and pick sides here, we could say 256. Too many gigabytes will make you sick. Oh, that <laughs> that one has the opposite problem. I feel like oh, what if it be too many syllables. It has too many syllables. Can we can we like merge them into two mm. that have the right number of syllables? Because that, that's how it works, right? One hundred twenty-eight is great. Two fifty-six will make you sick. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh man. Oh man! I think it's. I think we're. I we're close. All right. We. It's just. It's. We'll just iron out those details, and it'll be perfect. Um, but I honestly, because I just checked. I checked my phone here. Okay, I'm using 77 out of 128 gigabytes. Uh, I did actually earlier this year fill up this phone, but again, that was because I basically just had unchecked clutter, a bunch of like high fidelity songs were downloaded in music that took up a lot of space. Um, I had massive amount of messages and attachments and stuff. That was like 50 gigs Mm -hmm. just of messages. Um, Right now my 
largest is photos, 42 gigabytes. But I don't know. I set that to offload storage, so I don't know why it's using that much. Uh, maybe just if there's Either extra way. room, it'll use it. If there's not extra room, it'll it'll take them off. But yeah, I don't know. 128, 128 is good. I guess you could argue, you know, if the camera bump is getting bigger, maybe the pictures and video are going to be bigger file sizes. I don't know. And then you That's need more true, storage because space. The size of the physical camera does correspond directly with how well, big the file is. I'm not saying that, but you know, I mean, cuz they the way that digital cameras work oh is it actually has like a little thing, it's a little dark mode, a little dark room and a printer uh -huh, in there. Uh -huh. So it develops the photo and then it has to squeeze it down really small and fit it in the storage. Yeah. So it takes up more space if it's a larger camera. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm saying You're like, welcome. like okay, Pro Raw, right? You needed to have the higher storage phone to even use Pro Raw, right? I don't know. I'm just saying True. if the cameras if the cameras do in fact get better and there's like more megapixels or it takes higher higher quality pictures or and video, then maybe the file sizes will be bigger. I don't know. Maybe file sizes are maybe there's file size inflation, you know, in the world. Things are just th just yeah. over time. Things are getting bigger. You know, the the devices get bigger, so people care less about making things super small and optimized. And then those things get bigger, and then the devices have to respond, and they get bigger. You know, classic inflation scenario here. So maybe that's why. Maybe yeah. it really is just that's an interesting storage point. space inflation. That's, you know, that's, I can't argue with that. That's a great point. Uh, I mean, inflation in all ways, right? The storage inflates, the storage size, the camera bump, that's undergoing inflation mm -hmm. at a ludicrous pace. I mean, look at the iPhone 6, and people are like, oh my God, that camera protrudes from the back. Yeah. And now we're nearing this point where this looks like it's like becoming a sentient being. Uh, mark my words by the time we get to iphone 24 the camera will be the main thing the phone will merely be a, a small attachment to the camera oh yeah I, I get iphone 34 the camera will have at that point fully undergone mitosis uh and it will no longer actually be a part of the phone it'll be a separate module mm. I see, because I was thinking somewhere in the middle, you know, before the, before it becomes separate, but while it's slowly eating up the back of the phone, at some point, the Apple logo itself is going to become one of the camera modules. Like, there will be a camera inside the oh, Apple yes. logo, and that'll... It has to it, be. You know, you'll get nice... It's a very... That'll be a new mode that you... You know, you have portrait mm -hmm. mode, whatever. You turn on Apple mode, and you get a very nice, you know, Apple border around your picture. That'll be that'll be the, the, the one of the new updates. Yes, because famously, uh, just as the size uh -huh. of the camera corresponds to the file size, the shape <laughs> of the lens is the shape of the photo. Don't do, this is takes. Apple. This is Apple that we're talking about here. If they're gonna do it, they're gonna find out. They're gonna figure out mm. a way to do it, even if it's just a software trick and it's not actually how yeah. that looks. They're gonna do it, and that's gonna be the big feature. You know, in, in a you know, in a couple of years, we'll be talking about about the the leaks about you know Apple camera mode. What if this is all just part of like horseshoe theory where Apple first set out to like combine everything that you own into an iPhone mm. and in this course, it's going to end up separating back out and eventually they'll sell you like a very beautiful aluminum rotary dial phone. <laughs> 
Yes, I predict the iPod will make a comeback in about 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. What if they bring the iPod back, but it's as part of like the corporate hellscape DLC that everyone seems to be going for these days, and it'll just be like, the iPod will be like a small little house. <laughs> it'll be a, a, a literal iPod, mm. and it'll be... What if they what if they bring the iPod back for the car? The Apple car. That's what they call the iPod. I could mm-hmm. I could see that. I think that makes a lot of sense. You know what else makes a lot of sense? What? Wrapping up this podcast episode. I I would have to agree with you there. This iPodcast. Bruh. Yeah. That was good. Um please clap. Anyway. God, that wasn't even audible. I'm gonna kill myself. Anyway, okay. Uh, we uh, we got distracted there quite badly at the end, but you know what? That is the way the cookie cooks. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching slash listening to slash enduring this episode of Dark Mode. We're happy to be back. I've been your host, Luke Miani. And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. We will see you next week. Have a great night. Yeah. Toodles.